It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic and Rangers are on a high after their European exploits But it's back to league business this afternoon Neil Lennon's side welcome Motherwell Who make the trip amid interest in their manager Stephen Robinson And it appears there's no love lost between the bosses As Livingston and Rangers meet at the Tony Macaroni I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio is Alex Ray, Gordon Diel and Hugh Evans. Well Livy's manager Gary Holt has the quote of the day so far We are playing at the Tony Macaroni Arena he says Not Madison's Square Garden That's what I call Defending your team With wit Now They have to go onto the park And defend themselves Against a better team Than they are When Rangers <coughs> Come calling Meanwhile James Forrest Olivier and Sham And Neil Lennon Were the three tenors In Rome on Thursday night But The fat lady has sung And Europe is over for now Today the song is I belong to Glasgow And Celtic will need to get Their heads Out of the clouds And their feet Firmly planted on the ground When they take on Motherwell If they're the three tenors I don't know what that makes you three I must say But Gordon Diel uh, 17-6 As you well know Every time Europa League Thursdays roll around Mm. We have Premiership Sundays And they very rarely disappoint Two big games this afternoon Yeah, two massive games Gordon Uh, Celtic and Rangers A lot of pats in the back Deservedly so For their performance On Thursday night But they need to forget about that now They've got two Tough games. Um, I look at the what would be the toughest. I think always going to Livingston. A bit yep. of space mm. there. A bit of uh, you know Stephen Gerrard talking about protection of players and Gary Hole hitting back. And then you've got Celtic against the beloved Motherwell. We will go there. We will attack. And we will conquer. He <laughs> <laughs> sounds optimistic. As <laughs> <laughs> Livingston Churchill. Alex Ray. Four nil Celtic. The level of praise yeah. heaped on on Celtic and Rangers after Thursday would be matched. In a negative sense If they were if they were to fail To pick up all three points This afternoon Yeah without doubt You look at their current form Gordon Both of them are flying uh, And you know This is an opportunity To continue with that Domestic uh, domination So uh, But I agree with Daz I think the The Livingston game Is more difficult I think at home Rangers and Celtic Have been really strong So you know I think the, the bigger task for Today will be uh, For Rangers Kick off at 3 o'clock in both games Let's get you some team news then We'll start closest to here shall we Celtic Park for Celtic against Motherwell uh, Let's speak to Andrew McLean and Mark Guidi Yeah well Celtic will be hoping to carry over That good feeling from that massive win in Rome on Thursday And they come back to Celtic Park Where they've won every domestic match so far here this season And they've scored a barrel load of goals in the process Motherwell did manage to cause Celtic some problems at Fir Park earlier on in the campaign but Neil Lennon's side eventually ran out 5-2 winners in that game Motherwell have been good on the road this season though they're only away loss coming at Ibrooks in what was a very tight game Stephen Robinson says that match has given them the confidence they could put on a good performance here today and he's also assured us that his full focus is on this game despite links with both Edinburgh clubs and the Northern Ireland job as well as for Celtic they make two changes from Thursday night out go El Hamid and Christie in come Frimpong and Olivier Cham so it's Fraser Forster in goal a backboard of Jeremy Frimpong Christopher Julian Christopher Ayer and Johnny Hayes that central midfield three will be Scott Brown making his 550th Celtic appearance today Callum McGregor and Olivier Cham James Forrest out on the right Mohamed El Yunusi on the left Odson Edward up top substitutes Gordon Taylor Beaton Bauer Morgan Christie and Rogic and it looks as if Motherwell will be reverting back to that system that worked so well against Rangers at Ibrox three changes for them out go Hartley Donnelly and Hilton in come Maguire Mugabe 
and Tate. So it'll be Mark Gillespie in goal. A back five of Richard Tate, Declan Gallagher, Barry Maguire, Bevis McGabby and Jake Carroll. The midfield three, Alan Campbell, Liam Grimshaw and Liam Polworth with Devontae Cole and Chris Long up front. The substitutes, Carson, Sloth, Sadoff, Manzinga, Hilton, Scott and Semple. Mark Guidi, how do you see this one going today? Well, I think it's uh, Celtic will be arriving on a high. Um, you know, if there's some supporters maybe think they would give it a miss a Sunday afternoon I think you'll, you'll get that extra four or 5,000 that want to turn up it'll make for a good atmosphere you would, you would expect Celtic to be in the front foot but Motherwell haven't got 22 points for nothing um, Andrew they've had a, a right good start to the season they're sitting in fourth position uh, a chance today if they win they go above Aberdeen um, again so there's plenty for Motherwell to play for but given the performance uh, and the euphoria after the result You'd imagine Celtic would be strong favourites today. Neil Lennon's made two changes, um, but it's still a very, very strong uh, team, and Motherwell will have the work cut out. Kick off here is at three o'clock. Uh, let's go to the Tony Macaroni Arena, get you team news from there. Andy Little is alongside Alison Conroy. Good afternoon from the Tony Macaroni Arena. Yeah, a bit of spice ahead of this one with Gary Holt hitting back at Stephen Gerrard in this pre-match build-up to this one as well. Rangers make two changes from that win against Porto in midweek. Joe Aribo and Scott Arfield, the players coming in. Steve Davis and Brandon Barker are the two that drop out this afternoon. So the teams are for Livingston, first of all. It'll be Sarkic in goal, a back four of Adolphin, McMillan, Guthrie and Lamy. Sitting in front of them will be Robbie Crawford and Marvin Bartley. Then the three of Lawson, Pittman and Lawless, with Lyndon Dykes returning from injury to start up top. On the bench for Livingston, Stewart, Taylor Sinclair, Jacob Suda, Tiffany Robinson and Sibold. For Rangers, Alan McGregor in goal, a back four of Tavernier, Goldson, Halander and Barisic, then the midfield three of Jack, Aribo and Kamara with Kent and Arfield supporting the lone striker of Alfredo Morelos. On the bench for Rangers this afternoon, Fodringham, Katic, Flanagan, Stewart, Davis, Ojo and Defoe. Andy Little, we look at this team, just a couple of changes for Rangers this afternoon after that game in midweek. We've said it so many times, this pitch at Livingston is a leveller but Rangers have been so good in reacting from these midweek games. Yeah, I think that's something that Stephen Gerrard, Stephen Gerrard talked about. In, you know, in, in the press conference, he he praised on the team um, for how they've how they've reacted and and dealt with uh, the differences he put up between going to Porto away and going to Livingston away. It's, it's it's an awful lot different, and it's down to the players to to have the right mindset and and go into this game. And uh, you know, Gary Holtz, Livingston are, are going to make it difficult. I think ugly and unpleasant were the two two words he used mm. to describe how how he was going to try and make it for Rangers today. And that's what I expect. I expect uh, Livingston to make it difficult, and 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 it's just a, a question of of what Rangers team turns up today. We were talking about the team before we we got it, and the one you're maybe surprised at is Joe Rivo coming in. Scott Arfield was expected. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, you know, obviously Arfield has come in for for Brandon Barker, but I, and, and I expected that one. But with um, with Aribo, um it was yeah. You know, it's it's going to be a physical game. I think that's what we. Uh, what we what we expect, um, and it's 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 up to him to try and get on the ball. I think it depends if Rangers play with enough intensity uh, and good possession of the ball, they can make it a they can make it their kind of game. And if, if Livingston get their way, they'll make it a battle, and uh, it'll be up to to the Rangers players then to match the the level of aggression and uh, of the Livingston players. So it's two changes for Rangers: Rebo and Arfield in, and Lyndon Dykes back from injury to start for Livingston. Uh, Gordon Dale, Alex Ray, Hugh Evans. Let's dig a bit. Deep in terms of those team lines then that the guys have announced what, what jumps out at you Gordon you, you take the, the Celtic Motherwell game anything in particular 
Um, not surprised with some of the changes. Hayes in it again uh, after a terrific performance uh, Thursday night. A lot of eyebrows raised with that. One uh, Frimpong, my favourite player so far, Gordon. I want to buy him a Christmas present. He's doing that well. Um, and obviously you've got that front three that will really put a lot of pressure on the Motherwell defence. Forrest Edward and El Yunusi really bang in for him. Uh, so it's going to be a difficult afternoon, but I love the way Motherwell set up once again. They went to Ibrox, they went two up top, probably three at the back, five in the middle of the park, made it very difficult. They'll be hoping to do the same, but it's another big ask for them. Alex Ray, how does that yeah. Rangers starting eleven compare to perhaps what you expected? To be honest with Gordon, it's very similar to you know. I think he's changed one or two players on a regular basis. You know, I think the the thing for me is the consistency with the back four now. That you know, it seems as if it's cast in stone. Ryan Jack and Kamara, you know, are familiar uh, in the middle of the park. Young, uh, sorry, Stephen Davis is stepping out today to give Joe Aribo an opportunity to stake his claim. Uh, I said yesterday I fancied Kent to be in the team due to the fact they need to get him up to speed for the cup final in a few weeks' time. You have to play with Morelos and Scotty Arfield when they come on the other night made a real contribution. So it's a strong team. Uh, I agree with Andy Little at the game. Uh, Livingston will want to make it physical with Lyndon Dykes. Uh, up front and the the back two guys Golson and Holanda will have to deal with him because you know exactly what you're getting when you come up against this Livingston team Overall think, Hugh Keevans what jumps out to you? I think you have to keep Livingston in perspective here They are being made to sound like a cross between Peaky Blinders and the gangs of New York Like any other team they can dish it out if they have to But I would remind you again the last player red carded at Livy at the Tony Macaroni was a Celtic player and deservedly so and Ryan Christie doesn't deny it. So, yeah, they use what they have to their best advantage, but they are not equipped to take on Rangers. The gulf is too great, and I think there'll be a three-goal gap between the sides by the end of the day. I'm just sticking up for the manager defending his team with a little bit of wit, rather than coming out and shouting and bawling. He'd defend them with wit It's the Tony Macaroni arena Not Madison Square Garden I I think you're right I think that a lot of people Have this You know They look at Livingston And Brandon With this Route 1 football Let me tell you At times they can play And they've got good players And I think this afternoon Dykes up front I really like this guy I know that he had a spell Down at Queenie South He's come up to Livingston I'd like to see him Scoring more goals but he is a handful And sometimes If you play against A Rangers side With the quality they've got You've got to adjust your game And I think Livingston Will do that this afternoon And ask a few questions What did you make of the line That, that Gary Holt Fired out there Suggesting that uh, The likes of Walter Smith Would never have asked The referee for protection Clearly a bit of a uh, yeah. A dig pre-match Mind games Whatever it may be What did you make of it? Yeah exactly um, By the same token Stephen Gerrard Is drawing attention To Livingston Before the game is played uh, and perhaps putting the referee on uh, an early warning, as it were. Uh, that's allowed, as is the response from Gary Holt to say it's a Tony Macaroni arena, not Madison Square Garden. That's allowed as well. But a football match will break out at three o'clock, and if Rangers are in the right frame of mind, Rangers will win comfortably. See when you consider the actual comments from both sets of uh, managers, Hugh. Yeah. They're actually looking out for their own interests. Yeah. So that, that I have no issue with that at all. And you're absolutely right. You have to contest it from three o'clock onwards, and then obviously you have to be at the top of your game to get you, the result. You can't talk after three. You can only play. All the talk in the world will be no use to you whatsoever if you can't play. 
You're done for right, Let's go back to Celtic Park Mark Guidi When you assess that Celtic team We're seeing a bit of a theme Developing here Time and time again uh, Neil Lennon is taking no chances Particularly In the attacking area Edward goes again Forrest goes again McGregor goes again there, There's no There's no appetite there really To rotate these guys at the moment Yeah because there's no margin for error Just as we're seeing with Steven Gerrard's team You know You've got 8-9 Regulars every game If they're fit They're going to play Because you cannot afford to drop a single point between now and December 29th at 3 o'clock when the Old Firm game finishes here at Parkhead we'll know what it's all about cup final on, on December the 8th so it's a massive 6 or 7 weeks and make no mistake Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard will ask for every ounce out of their top 8-9 players and then you'll get a few that will come in and out but yet Edward has to play they don't have an option um, he must play and you'd, you know Neil Lennon just be keeping his fingers crossed that he doesn't Get injured. But this is what this season's all about The pre-match with Steven Gerrard and, and Gary Holt Welcome to it Because it's only going to intensify over the next few months And it's absolutely brilliant As long as it doesn't get personal Great copy, great things for us to talk about Great for the supporters to get in about Absolutely brilliant, bring it on every week I don't want to go as far as to suggest That someone who scores the winning goal away in Rome against Lazio uh, Didn't deserve to start I just wonder if, you, if you're a bit surprised Mark Guidi That it's not Christie or Tom Rogic It tends to be one or the other In that area of the field Neither of them play today Olivier and Cham Comes into the team Yeah well And Cham's on a high Probably he'll sit in there Beside Scott Brown And McGregor Will kind of move up one But that's what he can rotate That's what he has The luxury of being able Just to say to, to, to Chris You know what you, you, can, you can sit this one out If we need you We bring you on for the last Half hour He's away in international duty Etc etc So he has the luxury in the fullback areas and central midfield and the wide areas of being spoiled uh, for choice. He doesn't have that luxury uh, in the number nine area. But when he does rotate and he does make one or two changes, he is replacing quality with quality. It's not inferior players he's bringing in. I think it's good psychology. The guy is on an absolute high. He is the hero of the Celtic fans. Why not say, right, on you go, three o'clock, Sunday afternoon, he will get... A tremendous uh, reception As will all the Celtic players But I think that's sound psychology He is the one Who is thinking mm. to himself What a goal that was What an historic moment for Celtic 44 visits to Italy And I was the only guy That ever scored a winning goal For the club in Italy Interesting approach from Motherwell Mark Guidi Where they've stumbled across this blueprint Which almost worked at Ibrox But for a, a, you know, a late Goal by Philip Palander Some people in the studio uh, Naming no names Were predicting 5 nils And 4 nils And all the rest of it that day They made it much more difficult For Rangers Than people anticipated And clearly just trying to copy that At, at Celtic Park this afternoon Yeah absolutely You know there's no doubt That uh, Stephen Robinson uh, Will see this as, as an opportunity You know If you are to get a chance Against Celtic um, At Parkhead Then your best chance Is going to be Certainly Coming on the back of a, of a tough and gruelling midweek fixture, albeit Celtic come into this game on an absolute high because of the fantastic result and the fantastic performance, but it certainly gives Motherwell a chance. You know, Stephen Rawls will think, you know, if we can get into the last 20 minutes level or even one goal down or one goal up or whatever it may be, then he'll fancy his chances. He'll keep it tight. He'll try and use the pace on the break. He's got good options in the bench as well if he needs to mix it up. Um, so I think, that, as I said, Motherwell, I think, have been superb. This season, you know, to have 22 points on the board already, Gordon fighting for, you know, a top three uh, spot is a real credit to Stephen Robinson and these players. Mark, I'll need to do a Gary Holt. 
I was the one who said they would lose five <laughs> goals at Rangers. Mm-hmm. And if you want an insipid opinion, <laughs> no. listen to some other radio programme. Uh, let's go over to Livingston again, Andy Little. Just where we're talking about the, you know, the the, the chopping and changing or, or lack of it following those European games. It's Morelos again uh, chosen to lead the line for Rangers, and it's not exactly difficult to see why, is it? How would you assess his form at the moment? Yeah, I don't think there was any doubt. Uh, obviously, we had quite a bit of rotation um, with Rangers, with Defoe and Morelos early on in the season, and, and Defoe was certainly uh, chipping in with his fair, his fair share of the goals. But uh, I think Alfredo Morelos is seven in his last six games. But for me, it's not just the goals. He's really, really developed as a player. Uh, Stephen Gerrard talked about that this week in his in his press conference. How you know. Every day at training, how hard he's working, and uh, you know his character around the around the training ground is is much better. He's much more positive, smiling, and he's just a man in form. Uh, I, I don't think, however many thousand Rangers fans uh, are here today, I don't think they'd be too happy put it that way if if Alfredo Morelos, the main man in their eyes, uh, didn't start today. Uh, and then at the other end of of the pitch, Philippe Pilander keeps his place. In that starting eleven, Andy, I know there were some people getting in touch with the show and suggesting, you know, maybe it was a day for Katic, pointing out that Hollander had one or two uh, ropier moments at Livingston earlier in the season. But he again is is another one who's enjoying a real run in the team. I think this is his sixth or seventh game in succession where he starts. Yeah, and I must say, listen to that press conference. Those were the two players that uh, Stephen Gerrard talked about: was Alfredo Morelos and Philippe Hollander, and he really, really talked highly of him and how it just took a little bit of time for him to to settle in uh, he didn't want to throw him into the deep end he wanted him to see what the Scottish game was all about I think he's showing now what a quality player he is but there is the argument that uh, Nikola Katic hadn't really done too too much wrong um, yeah I wondered myself whether Katic might come in today he, he brings a bit more pace uh, Lyndon Dykes certainly in that game four or five weeks ago I think it was a few weeks ago I think it was he, he caused some some real problems to uh, Philippe Lander with just a bit of turn of pace, you know, he, he, he got himself a little bit square and um, I'm sure Livingstone will, will be trying to target that again over that that left hand, uh, that channel, if you like, between Barazic and uh, Hollander. That's where they look to try and catch, catch Rangers out. OK, you've got the team news then. Two big games, one at Celtic Park, one in Livingston. We're going to hear from Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Gordon DL and Alex Ray are in the studio We've got the top team around the two grounds this afternoon Celtic Park, the venue for Celtic against Mullerwell And the Tony Macaroni, the spaghetti had Call it what you will for Livingston against Rangers Both kicking off at three o'clock It's a rare treat Hugh Evans, yeah. that we have them both at the same time We've been used to these dramatic Sundays where One plays first and gets the points in the bag And the other one has to follow later Or whatever the combination may be uh, this time it's old school If you're at the game You'll be listening to Super Scoreboard How are the other lot doing? Yeah How is the title race shaping up? I think the whole afternoon is fascinating Because I drew attention to Celtic and Rangers on Friday night's programme When I said to you Gordon Sometimes you have to pause for reflection Choose your words carefully and respectfully And Celtic and Rangers were magnificent midweek Now That's in the past Europe they can pick up on at the end of the month But now It's about the title They're separated by one goal This is not the Stadio Olimpico This is Glasgow And they have to Celtic Raise their game again And this is not Porto It's Livy And Rangers Have to adapt To what's coming their way As I say 
Livy can be, like other sides, guilty of chucking it about if they have to. Celtic will do that. Rangers will do that as well if they have to. But Celtic and Rangers are blessed with far better players than Livingston and Motherwell. Both of them should win today. Will they? What chance have you got? You were in full flow there Very articulate Very <laughs> profound And uh, Gordon DL's mic was on at the same time And he just lets out a big groan Because he's got a sore hip And uh, he obviously twisted well, in the I, wrong fashion I, I, I brought I brought the old fella a stool To, to protect his hip He can sit there like Perry Como Hugh, well, What is the update? Because Hugh Stevens sh- is moving more freely than you are this is, afternoon yeah, by, I, by quite some distance I some think distance. Hugh could give me 5 over 10 I've got to say <laughs> uh, My biggest problem was when I come in, I made the fatal mistake that I spoke to Alec about this injury and he showed me how to stretch it. So that's the reason you heard it. <laughs> if you could, I'll just give me the hand signal next time. I'll make sure your mic uh, is off. Let's hear from both managers, shall we? Starting with Neil Lennon, looking ahead to the visit of Motherwell. He's having a brilliant season, you know, and Motherwell, he's flexible with his, um, with his tactics, with his formations. Again, he's had the. He's another manager who, year on year out, has to sell his best players and, and rebuild. He's been to cup finals with Motherwell and, and he has them sitting third or fourth in the league and they're playing some really good football. So they give Rangers a, a really difficult game a few weeks ago, so I, I think we're in for a tough afternoon and we have to come down off last night very, very quickly. There's another subplot, Mark Guidi. Uh, Motherwell fans will be shouting things at the radio, but there is that real possibility that, that this could be Stephen Robinson's fin- final game in charge if the interest in him is to be believed. Yeah, um, there's, there's no doubt he's he's in the thoughts of, of people in, in charge. I would say Northern Ireland and and Hearts being the favourites. Um, like I say, I, I discussed it yesterday, and I'll, I'll stand by it 100%. Hearts will appoint a technical director first. That's an important role to see as part of the structure of the club with a new structure, and then the rest will flow naturally from there. Um, so, me personally, I think Stephen Robinson's best chance, uh, if he wants to leave Motherwell, is the Northern Ireland job. And I don't think the Northern Ireland job is available anytime soon. If Michael O'Neill gets his way, and he had a great victory yesterday for Stoke, Michael O'Neill will be in charge of Northern Ireland for the playoffs in March. And then, if they're successful in that, he won't want to take charge of the Euro 2020 finals in the summer so the Northern Ireland job might not be available until July so Stephen Robinson is in the thoughts but I don't expect him to believe in Motherwell anytime soon Let's hear from the man himself Sometimes I wish they believed in themselves as much as I believed in them and that's the hard bit is convincing people you know that you can you can go to these places and put on a performance and you know get results if you really believe and you know they started to believe our position and our, our style of play were you know, we've been attractive on the eye, we've played a lot of good football, scored a lot of goals, and there's no reason why we can't. Of course, you know, the realism is Celtic on their day are very, very good side, you know, as are Rangers, you know, so we have to be at the top of our game. But giving them that belief, I, I believe after the Rangers game, you know, they believe in what we've done, they believe in each other, you know, you look next day, you look at the bench, and I think we've got a strong squad, so why not? Just revisiting those team lines again, uh, Mark Greedy, and looking at a couple of the changes, I can't imagine there's a change which bothers Celtic fans less than when Frimpong comes back into the team because everyone absolutely loves him so far um, it just so happens that you know he wasn't part of the Europa League squad they accept that he may sit out the so-called sort of bigger games but when he comes in he's, he's become a real fan's favourite already has he not? Yeah he's really caught the eye and what is he 18 years old um, you know to, to come in and achieve what, he, what he's done in a short space of time 
fans always look for heroes. Ideally, they, they, they look for one that's, you know, if you, to use that term, one of their own. But when they see somebody coming in like, like, like Fring, Fring Pong and just lighting up a really successful team, it's not like Celtic have been in the doldrums and they're, and they're looking for something to give them a spark. So for him to come in and do that has been terrific and he goes straight back into the team. I, I think now, as much as El Ahmed has proved a very capable player, Bauer um, as well, I think if Neil Lennon had the opportunity to pick his strongest team, uh, Frimpong would start uh, the game. So he's been uh, terrific and uh, I think uh, depending at different points of the game, he's going to have to defend today as well. Your Motherwell can bring on pace if they decide to make a change. They've got Seedorf, who's, who, who's lightning quick, Hilton, who's really quick as well. So, you know, defend unless Celtic are absolutely cantering and, and, and go, you know, three or four up, then uh, we'll see a, a different side to Frimpong today. Interesting point here, Mark. Uh, would Celtic trust Frimpong all the way to the Betfred Cup final, given that El Hamed cannot promise to be fit for that day? Well, I was going to use the Betfred Cup finals as an example and thought I won't because it's it's four weeks away, four weeks today. But yes, if it was a Betfred Cup final today and every player was fit and available, I think Frimpong would start. Well. No, it's interesting because uh, I think El Hamed, I think he's actually overachieved in terms of thought people thought he came in, he was a steady Eddie, but he has really excelled. I, I watched him in the last whole firm game, he's really defensively sound, bombs forward. Uh, the questions haven't really been asked of Frimpong in terms of a defensive mm-hmm. defensive uh, kind of criteria at the moment, but that's not his fault. But going forward, I would say Frimpong's a, a better option. We tend to discuss players at Celtic and Rangers uh, in terms of millions of pounds, multi millions <laughs> of pounds. Uh, Rangers get Glenn Kamara for £50,000. Celtic got uh, Jeremy Frimpong for £350,000. By today's old firm standards, that's small change. Yeah. I I honestly think, uh, you know me, I'm a massive fan of Frimpong. Anybody that plays with City, I used to <sighs> I used to train with the first team at City and I'd look across, I would look for a young Frimpong coming through into the first team he trained with us. And I look at this young boy, the delight in his face to play football. I love him. I think his attitude, everything about him is brilliant. But I'm going to disagree. If it's cup final, everybody fit. Ella, I'm it for me. Okay, let's hear from Stephen Gerrard looking ahead to his trip to Livingston. The challenge will be different, but we, we want the same outcome. You know, obviously a different competition, but again, three very important points, of course. It'll be it'll come with different challenges, i.e. the environment, the the, the, the surface and the style that we're gonna face. But uh, that's my job to, to try and get the boys ready, get them recovered. Form goes out the window against Rangers, whatever the challenge. Um, teams can lose three, four on the spin, but Rangers coming into time is a different carry for them. I'm not saying teams raise the game, but uh, to when an old firm team comes in, you, you can see uh, the excitement, the crowds are bigger, TV's there. Um, it's a it's a different character for, for opposition players. Andy Little, what's the bigger challenge for Rangers today? Is it the, the, the physical challenge that Livingston possess, or, or the physical challenge of playing on the pitch, or is it actually the the emotional difference between a night like Thursday night, the occasion, Ibrox, the surroundings, and then just a completely different atmosphere this afternoon? Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be tough on both. Both sides, um, you know, I think that's Stephen Gerrard's job, obviously, to assess the players the last the last day or two, see who who looks recovered, you know, sort of calm down, maybe maybe emotionally get the head screwed back on for for today. That's Stephen Gerrard's job to to assess the players and see who's who's able to do that. You know, he's only made a couple of changes. I wondered if there might be a few more, but um, you know, with the international break looming, I think he's just hoping for one more good performance. 
out of them. But uh, you know, for me to come to to Livingston, given that you know they're the only side to, to beat Celtic this season, form, as Stephen Jarrod says, form goes out the window. And uh, when the old firm come to town, you know, it's uh, it's a big opportunity for these players. The games live on TV, and um, you know they'll be they'll be out to cause an upset and and do the double over the old firm. It's one of those great talking points that we have had all season and we will continue to have Livingston goes down on paper Hugh we mentioned it Uh yesterday it goes down on paper as a tough place to go and you can understand why because Celtic lost there um, over the piece Livingston have one win in nine games and they've lost six of them Mark Weedy made a point It's pretty difficult to You know you can't You can't consider them As a a team in form No Mark Weedy made a point Earlier on Where he said that Motherwell have 22 points For a reason Livy are in the bottom six For a reason And the reason is They're not that good Well I think that's a wee bit unfair here Um, I think it's going to be A difficult season for them With the budget they've got They've lost a lot of their Probably their best players um, Last season and I think they've recouped well and they worked very hard. I watched them against Motherwell at Fur Park and they missed Dykes, obviously. He's a big player for them. But I just think that if they can survive and stay, you know, maybe around about that eighth, ninth, I think that's very successful for Livingston. And I'll tell you the reason why I'm saying it's a bit disrespectful because there's no way, no, yes, if Rangers play today, they should win. But there's no way in the world that Steven Gerrard and his squad and his players are standing there thinking they're not very good. Because if they think no. that, they're going to get egg in their face and Livingston will beat them. I'm looking statistically. Uh, they have three points more than St Johnston, who are second bottom. And we tend to think of St Johnston as having a very poor season. I don't think it's a, a respect issue. I have great respect for Gary Holt. But there are teams in the league who are very good. There are teams who are indifferent And there are teams who are very poor Gordon, see for me They're, they're actually currently sitting in the seven planes In 13 points And they're on the back of a really bad run at the moment If you go back to the start of the season I think most people in the studio thought They were really going to struggle for relegation But you look at the way they've adapted To the you know the players that they lost in the summer They've brought in some good guys like Batley And things that make a difference Dykes. And Dykes So you look, they've recruited well And I think they'll be okay And I think is, that is their remit at the start of the season So if they got 7th, 8th, ninth, I think they'd be delighted with that Because oh, yeah. of the resources they have And we have mm. to be realistic with that uh, Andy Little, what is the, the greatest challenge to Rangers today In a personnel Point of view Is it as simple as saying Lyndon Dykes He's been a big miss For Livingston They, they look very different When he leads the attack Yeah I think he, he's their main man Really he's the focal point He's going to be their, their Get out ball um, if, You know if they're, if they're camped In their own half And I think he'll certainly Make it difficult For the, the Rangers back four um, But you know Just back on What you asked me before Gordon Which was you know What's the The most difficult thing For Rangers today Is it the Is it the The physical presence Of Livingston Or is it coming down from Thursday night for me if for both the old firm if you turn up on a game like today um, if you turn up and you put on the performance that, that you're capable of doing it it should be it should be simple it should be pretty easy and comfortable uh, Livingston will go out to make it difficult as will Motherwell but uh, there's no doubt for me despite the, the big big nights on Thursday night that as players you just need to, to do your business professional performance turn up and and you should take care of the game If it is going to be the battle that some people are predicting Andy how important is Guys like Ryan Jack Going to be I'm struggling to remember A Rangers game Passing in the last few months Without him coming in for Quite a lot of praise afterwards Yeah he's been 
he's been absolutely brilliant for them. I think he's been the the mainstay in that midfield along with Steve Davis. It's been the odd, odd game where they've they've dropped in and out for each other, but I think uh, Ryan Jack has been been outstanding. I think he's a bit more vocal this season. You see him. I think he's really grown into that role. Stephen Gerrard showing him a lot of love, put it that way. And uh, I think when you have a, a manager that's as confident in you uh, as Stephen Gerrard is in Ryan Jack, it, it shows in your play. The fans are are loving him. He, you know he's deservedly involved with the Scotland squad. Um, and, it, and definitely, as you say, in a game like today, uh, you need a couple of enforcers in there. You need someone to match the intensity of of Livingston because they'll be up for it. Uh, they'll have looked at this game ever since, probably, as you can tell from the results. They've probably been looking at it ever since the last Old Firm game. Uh, or sorry, uh, Celtic game when Celtic came to town. So I think they've been looking forward to this game. They'll be up for it. And uh, the likes of Ryan Jack in that midfield area really needs to enforce themselves on the game. Uh, and just one small point, Alison Conroy. I think if anyone's keeping an eye on the Livingston official team sheet, they appear to have just chopped off Jermaine Defoe. But he, he, is, he is on the bench, isn't he? Jermaine Defoe is on the bench. He but is. yes, for some reason, they only have six Rangers substitutions on the bench. But he is most definitely the seventh one an admin error I'm sure Hugh Keevans we're 20 minutes away from kickoff. let's take a breather and we'll do the final build up next the winning team all season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans Gordon DL Alex Ray are in the studio we've got the top team at the two grounds in question this afternoon Celtic at home to Motherwell and Livingston welcome Rangers uh, Alex Ray is as usual, engrossed in one of his former clubs, Wolves, mm. on the TV at the moment, who are beating Aston Villa, just in case you care uh, about the English League. But in the big league up here, Hugh Keevans, it's all set up for our very own Super Sunday. Lots of questions before the game, and uh, we'll know the answers by five o'clock. It's a very, very simple issue. As Andy Little said, uh, if Celtic and Rangers turn up, uh, they win the matches. Now, when Celtic went to Livingston, they spectacularly failed to turn up. They were appalling. Even Christopher Julien, who was outstanding for Celtic at, uh, uh, in Lazio, or in Rome, against Lazio, uh, he, that day, by his own admission, was nervous. And it showed, and Celtic lost the game. However, if Celtic and Rangers, with the quality that we're looking at today, look at those team sheets, magnificent players all over the place. If they don't win both of them, it's their fault uh, Andy Little This was always going to be A learning curve For Stephen Gerrard He had a fantastic Playing career He had never managed At the top level He certainly didn't know A great deal about Scottish football Perhaps going to places Like Livingston Last year And losing the game That would have been Part of the learning curve um, Being roughed up Earlier on in the season As, as he put it In the in the cup what, what will he have taken From his previous visits To Livingston There was a, a 3-0 win in there As well of course yeah, I think he's, um, you know, the two performances, the two wins against Livingston so far this season, they haven't been overly comfortable, but I don't think um, you know, Livingston certainly make it difficult for them. I think Stephen Gerrard, certainly from last season, what he will have learned is is, is the Scottish game and, and that it's not, it's not that glamorous. Uh, some of these stadiums, when you come to them, um, you know, let's be honest, it's not it's not the Premier League. Um, so it's probably a learning curve for him and his staff, but I think he said it himself, they recruited players, um to, to, to suit each game that's what he that's what he said you know I've got certain players for certain games and that's the way it is he, when he's made changes this so far this season sometimes it's been three four five changes but they've been pretty seamless and uh, players have come in and actually made a positive impact whether it be scoring goals or assisting goals 
Um, so yeah, I think he's he's learned that there's there's difficult venues, there's tricky, you know, the likes of Kilmarnock away, struggled last season, Livingston away, lost. Um, and, and you have to play certain games, certain players for certain matches, and also you have to, I think the word he uses, adapt. You have to adapt your style of football. How much will the Rangers fans be pleased to see Ryan Kent starting again? And he obviously had that long injury layoff. Um, when you're recovering from something like that, you maybe can't be, be used too often, but, but he is. He's playing every game, which would suggest he's, he's back to a full level of fitness and uh, now about just sort of building to, to stay in there for the foreseeable future. Yeah, no, I was a wee bit, a wee bit surprised, but I, I, I agree with um, you know that maybe it is just about getting minutes, more minutes under the belt. Uh, I think that was his first 90 minutes or almost 90 minutes uh, on, on Thursday night. Um, Rangers fans are, you know, very excited by him when he. I was at the game when he he, he made his debut, his, his his when he returned to the club, and the you know the atmosphere in the stadium was electric, and then the disappointment. When he when he pulled up with his hamstring, it uh, sucked the whole life out of the place. So, you know, he he really lifts them. He gets them on their feet. Um, and I think, especially in games like this, he is the man who can uh, you know, can really unlock defenses like Livingston. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's for him personally. It's just to get more and more minutes under his belt ahead of what will be a big massive, a massive match in in December uh, when the final comes around. I mean, Mark Greedy, when you're assessing Motherwell's chances of of causing a shock had a look at the head-to-heads earlier on this morning it doesn't seem like that long ago that Motherwell actually won at Celtic Park that afternoon when uh, Louis Moult scored the double it was it was four years ago and since then they're averaging about four goals conceded every time they visit Celtic Park it's, you know, they've had a few uh, real sore ones in that time what, what will Stephen Robinson's message be in terms of how they how they start this game is it about trying to sort of sit back and frustrate Celtic early on or do you actually do the opposite you, you try and get in their face and, and, and start the game in that manner I think that, that, that Stephen Robinson would naturally expect Celtic to be in the front foot from kick-off you know on the wave of uh, the good the, the good winning performance on um, Thursday night but then what he'll, he'll, he'll say to his players bed yourself in they'll keep it tight at the back and then just try and get service to, to long up front of a real battle in the middle of the park Alan, Alan Campbell uh, and there, Andrews shaped up the team. We expect Liam Grimshaw to be in the middle of the part as well. Liam Polworth um, in there and try and get to Devante Cole too. So, there's certainly, uh, as much as you say, it's four years since they've won here at Celtic Park. I think they'll feel this afternoon, this would be, they'll probably an idea feeling as good about themselves as they have done in the past four years. Yes. Sorry, Gordon, if I could just chip sure. in there. I was watching the, the, the Motherwell players just training and, and shaping up before they were down the tunnel and Morris Ross was doing a drill with four of the players and those four players in this order were Liam Grimshaw, Declan Gallagher, Bevis McGabby and Richard Tate so it looks as if it will be a back four actually that they will play today instead of that five that we originally thought There we go, makes sense Gordon Dale, you're the number one warm-up watcher and yeah. that, that's quite commonplace now for teams to work on their back four <laughs> as a I, unit before the game And I hope Neil Lennon is watching that, that's all just trick in the book <laughs> Mind Let's, games That's mind games We will come out with a back five Don't worry about that <laughs> We'll see We'll see uh, in, in due course You of course We had an absolute cracker At Fir Park earlier this season Remember yeah. that one 5-2 when, yeah. when Murrell Came out absolutely flying But of course Celtic's quality Shone through in the end You would expect it to be A different type of game Would you not Being at Celtic Park Yeah For me A couple of things uh, The emotional come down From the Stadio Olimpico uh, It's not as if Celtic have not got a great park themselves to play in 
But there's an emotional come down from that sensational Olivier and Sham finish to the game. The other point, and it's nitpicking slightly, however, last week when the Celtic played Hibs in the semi-final of the Betfred Cup, Hibs were very poor, but still scored twice against Celtic. And on the day that you refer to Gordon, Celtic in attack were terrific and scored great goals, but still lost two. So they have to be wary of defensive lapses today. But I stand by what I said. If Celtic and Rangers drop anything today, it's their fault because the teams that they're playing don't mm. have players who are anywhere near as good as the ones they've got. But you're going to ha- you're going to say that every single game, Hugh, unless it's Celtic play Rangers, because under Celtic Rangers, everyone's the same. But they will drop points somewhere. I do agree today, after the highs of Thursday night, uh, I would probably look at Livingston has got a better chance than Motherwell, uh, unfortunately for me, but I still see the both of them winning. Mm. Uh, Mark Greedy, how significant might the suspension of Liam Donnelly be? He's been arguably Motherwell's main man, certainly one of them this season. Yeah, he's been really good. You know, He's had goals, he's just assists, uh, great fitness. Uh, I think he just gives... Motherwell that, that extra dimension I think he gives him an extra confidence as well to his teammates to the guys playing round about him because as you say Gordon he's been first class uh, for Motherwell in, in the opening 12 weeks of the of the season so he will be a miss particularly when you come to a venue like Celtic Park you want and you need all your best players available to, to give you a chance so aye that, that will be a sore one for Motherwell Yeah um, you know the loss of Liam Donnelly uh, the Celtic result in Rome It all conspires to send Celtic out onto the park Theoretically Feeling on top of the world And Motherwell to go out Wearily Against Celtic However Like Rangers at Livingston We shall see It's up to Celtic and Rangers To go back to Gordon's point Of course it will be that way When Celtic and Rangers play everyone else Apart from each other and that point is underlined by Celtic going to Livingston, playing very poorly and losing three points. If you don't turn up and live up to your reputation and ability, sometimes you get caught. Always quite fascinated, Alex, yeah. when we assess games involving Livingston and whether it be against Rangers or Celtic, the, the sort of phrases you usually hear is, you know, you have to match Livingston. You, yeah. you have to do what they do. Can you also flip that in his head though and say, no, well, well, actually, if you are the, the so-called better team, if you're the better football team, you just need to keep a bit of composure and you have to do what you're comfortable doing and, and, and outplay them, out, outpass them, out, outmove. You know, yeah. why why do you have to sort of get get dragged into yeah. to, to the other <clears throat> side of things? I think I think if you go in and you take your foot off the pedal, uh, if you don't go in with the right mentality, it's almost a case of you often hear Stephen Gerrard talk about. Um, you know, setting the tone, earn the right to play. And from my experience of playing any level, Gordon, you have to actually mix it first and foremost. You've got to get about teams because your natural game will come uh, as it does, you know, because you're technically better. But it's a physical aspect and you need to match that because you can... See see when it's long balls and it's aerial challenges and so forth, you have to mix, mix that, uh, match that physical element of Lyndon Dykes. We've looked at that over a couple of games where Celtic have struggled, Rangers struggled in the Cup. And they're going to have to do that. So there is that side of it as well as the technical side. But you know that they want to mix it. So assuming it becomes a long throw, Gordon, it's then a battle. And for me, 
Rangers have to stand up to that If they're going to get that positive result today And the other it's become a, a great footballing cliche But you know starting the game quick In truth you don't have to do that You, you can sort of grow into the game You can win it in, in various different ways However um, We do feel like watching these games at Livingston You, you kind of know within the first 10-15 minutes How it's going to pan out What, what type of game it would be Do you think Stephen Gerrard Will urge his players To try and get their foot In the ball early And, and, and sort of dictate position Yeah no I think Alex spot on You know we're, It's uh, it's all about matching That level of intensity Or, or bettering it uh, You know You know Livingston Are going to bring that Rangers need to Show that they're up for it um, You know And, and uh, from a Livingston Point of view I think they probably Need a bit of luck They need a bit uh, The rub of the great The, the rub of the, the 3G If you want to call it But uh, for for Rangers, yeah, if they can go out, match that level of, of intensity, and then allow their, their their more capable players to to get on the ball and try and you know it actually becomes sometimes a wee bit of patience. Then play, you know fans want the want players just to break forward at every opportunity, but sometimes in games I guess it's a it's about a wee bit about patience, keeping the ball, uh, you know moving the Livingston players. So it, it'll be interesting. You you can tell fairly early on, but I'm fairly sure we're you know given the managers. Had a bit of niggle in the build-up to it. I think we're in for a, a fiery afternoon here at the Tony Macaroni. Absolutely. Just make sure we keep all eyes on a couple. Or, or, uh, keep an eye on the dugout. I should say, Hugh Evans. That might be as entertaining as the the pitch at times. Listen, I'm sure Stevie Gerrard has had people uh, give him a bit of verbals uh, throughout a, a long and illustrious career. And uh, Gary Holt, old soldier that he is. Won't be bothered at anything Stephen Gerrard says Well the scene is set The team lines are in The pre-match talking is done And kick-off is next Celtic against Motherwell Livingston against Rangers Action as it happens And your reaction from five on the open line This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Full time at the Tony Macaroni Arena Livingston nil, Rangers 2 A comfortable win for Rangers To take back along the M8 Ryan Jack had the early chance for Rangers. His 25-yard shot deflected and a great save by the Livingston keeper Sartich to turn it past Scott Pittman. Then had a header pass from Lawson's cross before Ricky Lamy's challenge when Alfredo Morelos, as he was through from goal, kept it at goalless. But then Joe Rebo made it 1-0 in the 32nd minute, firing into the top corner for that opener. Scott Pinman then set up Lyndon Dykes for Livy, but he couldn't get his shot on target. Then another excellent save from Sarkic denied Glenn Kamara, making it 2-0 before the break. It was just after the break that Alfredo Morelos did double Rangers lead his low shot into the bottom corner. It was a fairly uneventful second half after that. Stevie Lawless had a shot saved by Alan McGregor before Barisic's effort was kept out by Sarkic somehow to keep it at 2-0. Then just before the full-time whistle, Greg Stewart hit the side netting for Rangers. Full-time at Livingston nil, Rangers 2. Andy Little, a comfortable afternoon for Rangers for that victory. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the second half certainly lacked talking points, uh, but when it mattered, Alfredo Morelos just absolutely sensational. You know, so strong, and because of that body strength, he, he creates himself a, a yard or two in the box and, and, and a goal from absolutely nowhere. But you know, the, the Rangers fans they definitely craved uh, more goals and, and top spot in the league. But I think uh, when you look at the last, I think it's 11 days, 11 unanswered goals. It's been a, a good good spell for for Rangers. Aribo and Morelos with the goals. A victory for Rangers. Full-time Livingston nil, Rangers 2. And it's also finished at Celtic Park between Celtic and Motherwell. Let's get the full-time picture there with Andrew McLean and Mark Guidi. 
Celtic 2, Motherwell 0, the full-time score from Celtic Park and it turned out to be a relatively straightforward afternoon really for the home side. They dominated in large spells in the early stages and got their reward around 20 minutes in. James Forrest taking the ball into the box. Declan Gallagher stole it off him but his first touch went straight to Onsen Edward who opened up his body and fired one past Mark Gillespie for 1-0. Motherwell tried their best after that to create some sort of opening but couldn't really test Fraser Forster, James Forrest causing Motherwell problems down the right hand side for much of the first half as well. Edward of course scored the first and was absolutely crucial in the build up to the second as well. A wonderful reverse pass through to Johnny Hayes down the left, he rifled one across the face of goal and uh, Richard Tate was there, he could only direct it into his own net for 2-0. Edward also created the other best chance of the game, picking up the ball close to the halfway line, gliding towards the box and found Olivier in Sham with a pass. Mark Gillespie had to make a good low save though. Celtic stay top of the table on goal difference. The full-time score here at Celtic 2, Motherwell Mill and job done for Celtic today, Mark Woody. Yeah, it just rounds off a, a good week. They've won by two goals, have kept a clean sheet and they stay on top of the league. It's exactly as you were before kick-off. Good enough performance from Celtic when you consider you know, the, the amount of effort that they put in uh, to the game on Thursday night in Rome for so to come back to Celtic Park and win uh, by a couple of goals, his job well done well, if you want to be picky, it should have been more they were a bit wasteful in front of goal but in terms of possession, in terms of controlling the game you couldn't have asked for much more an Odson Edward goal and an own goal from Richard Tate, the difference here, the full time score from Celtic Park, Celtic 2, Motherwell 0 uh, Mark Greeny, well we've got you, what about a Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard man of the match in that one? Uh, at Celtic Park they gave it to Johnny Hayes I yeah Johnny Hayes played well I'll give it to young Frimpong he really caught the eye between Frimpong and Forrest I'll go for Jeremy Frimpong ok same question to you Andy Little if you had to pick a Clyde 1 super scoreboard man of the match who would get the nod yeah I mean it's difficult to pick anyone out really in that second half it was it was wasn't much to talk about but I actually I think I would actually go with Philippe Lander because he, he just totally dominated that second half and he, he prevented Lyndon Dykes who I thought was uh, Livingston's only real opportunity of getting into the game he, he, he absolutely dominated him and, and just given Livingston nothing to, to play off Hugh Evans, I suspect these wins will be called routine yeah. professional Anything else? You, you're you're better uh, with words than, than I am, certainly. If you're listening to Andy Little, second half, turgid might uh, apply to uh, Livingston. If you listen to Mark Greedy, <coughs> wasteful might apply to Celtic against Motherwell. But we go into the international break, as you were, and you're reluctant to be critical of either Celtic or Rangers because they have had a tremendous few days of it. And if... The European exertions told on Celtic and Rangers late on in today's games. Well, they're human beings. 0141-951-1025. That's the number you need and you need it right now because the open line is here and it's your chance to provide your instant reaction to what you've witnessed this afternoon. Were you at Celtic Park? Were you at Livingston? Did you sit and watch it and listen to it in the comfort of your own home? The same questions apply. What did you make of it? It's as you were at the top. Celtic stay on top by a goal difference advantage of one. How would you sum up the week for both clubs? Who is going to break first? Both winning in the league, both winning in Europe, both winning 2 0 today. You can barely separate them. They're into the League Cup final. 0141 951 1025. Come and sum up the week for us. We'll hear from you next. After the action, it's your reaction. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. 
full-time results from the Scottish Premiership Livingston nil, Rangers 2 And Celtic 2, Motherwell nil. What that means, it's as you were Celtic are in first place, Rangers in second But they're level in points And they're separated by a goal difference of one It could not be tighter Any difference between them in the League Cup? Nope, because they're both into the final there What about Europe? Well, Celtic have the slight edge Because they're already through But Rangers aren't too far behind So it really is heating up between Glasgow's big two And now we want to know what you make of it What did you make of it today? I know it was routine I know it was quite straightforward Maybe not the, the drama or the controversy that you were expecting But that doesn't mean you can't give us your reaction Assess the situation so far As we head into this international break Hugh Keevans, Gordon Diel and Alex Ray are in the studio Ready to take your calls Mark Guidi and Andy Little are freezing But that's not our fault They're out at the grounds Ready to give you an eyewitness account of what happened as well So let's get stuck right in 01419511025 Um and already you think people will be hoping this international break passes quickly and we can get back to this because it's it's fascinating. Absolutely nothing between the sides. Um, perhaps in some respects, Stephen Gerrard and uh, Neil Lennon would be happy to see it come along this international break. The like of Scott Brown will get a fortnight's rest uh, to let him recover from what's been a sensational start to the season for the Celtic captain. But I do agree that for a lot of people now, and it's a, a judgment on our uninspiring national team, a lot of people find the international break mm. to be an irritation. But we're going to have to talk about it all week, so let's just talk about what we've just witnessed uh, this afternoon. 2 0 wins for Rangers and Celtic, respectively. Let's go straight to the lines on 0141 951 1025. Uh, Craig is in Cumbernauld, he's a Rangers fan. Happy enough with that, Craig? Aye, definitely. You know, um, of course, you'd have wanted more goals. Um, you know, we'd have wanted to try and get to the top of the league. But I think when you put it into context, um, you know, we're talking about a Livingston, a Livingston side who, a couple of weeks ago, Celtic, you know, the almighty champions, went there and lost. We've went there twice this season and beaten Livingston twice. And they are not an easy team to go and beat. And you, don't, you certainly don't go to Almondville and score four, five, six goals. You know, very, very rarely will that kind of scoreline occur there because they're very, very well organised. So I actually think, you know, it was a decent performance. It wasn't at our very, very best. But, um, you know, I, I felt the game, for me, I felt comfortable in it. I didn't, I wasn't at any point on the edge of my seat thinking, oh, you know, Livingston could, could nick something here. You know, I didn't get a feeling from Livingston that, you know, they were going to go and cause an upset like they did against Celtic and that's with no disrespect to them I just didn't feel a threat from them um, at any real point so I think that's that, that's going for us to say obviously Celtic are top still by let's be honest by an own goal now essentially so it couldn't be tighter um, and I do hope now you know okay we're in November but I hope that at least some Celtic fans now realise that Rangers are here to challenge Celtic this season. We're not here just because the amount of times I hear, and somebody will come on tonight and say it as well, oh, it doesn't matter, Celtic are still going to win the league at a canter. They're not. It's going to be a very, very tight season. Are Celtic still favourites to win it? I, unfortunately, I would say so, yeah. But make no bones about it. We are here to compete with Celtic this season, not to just play second fiddle and be the next team in a line of teams who have tried to take on Celtic. We are here to actually put that challenge down to them So for me I'm happy enough With where we are Particularly as well after 
beating Porto in Europe, which is a, a phenomenal result. So who who said I don't that, think who said that you who said that you didn't have a challenge? No, to be fair, Craig Craig specifically said he was directing that to any Celtic fan who who would. Craig is making my point the, about when I said earlier on at five o'clock, someone will come on and complain about the lack of goals, mm. and Craig has now. Subdivided that He has now got it down to Celtic only on top Because of an own goal And that's the way Of the world Where we are uh, Craig's quite right You know he started with the, the Reference to the Almighty Celtic A uh, little sarcasm And then he threw in the bit about On top by an own goal That is the nature of this rivalry Another that, thing about this Hugh I love this Because we're only in November Craig's on talking about Celtic on top of an own goal well, hold on, Rangers fan will come on and say, well, Rangers are one behind because Morelis got an offside goal. Yeah. So it's tit for tat. It's yeah. brilliant. Well, let's, not, let's try not no, to go down no, that route. No, it's, it's all about... I, I totally agree. The bragging rights. Yeah, I totally agree with Craig. I think this is going to be an absolute mm. sensational season. Uh, Andy Little, let me bring you in on this. Any win at a place like Livingston a couple of days after Europe is, is going to go down as a success, isn't it? There's not really much more... To say about it Particularly As as Craig mentions I can't remember Too many occasions Where you know Where Alan McGregor Was called into action Or Rangers had Particular uh, Worries at the back Yeah absolutely It was, it was potentially A, a tricky uh, Match for them It was the The fear of the European Hangover I suppose It was on the On Rangers minds And Rangers fans minds Maybe but To be honest You know after that 30 minutes of Stuffiness I would say Where, where both teams Weren't really At the races They were kind of turning each other and, and, and trying their luck. I think Rangers really upped the, the tempo and their, the quality in the, the last 15 minutes of the first half, deservedly got the lead, probably could have had a second. And then, uh, you know, with that wee, bit of, that wee bit of extra quality from Alfredo Morelos eight minutes into the second half, it was, it was job done and, and Rangers players really down tools. You know, it felt like the end of... Um, a long of week. Like a, uh, yeah, you know, I think 11 days. I, I looked at it, 11 days, four matches... Uh, 11 goals, no goals conceded. You know, as players, you're just thinking, right, job done, and, and get myself off for three or four days in the sun, hopefully. You just wonder if Steven Gerrard will be disappointed, you know, because the game did fizzle out, but you have to take in the factors, you know. it's um, They have played a lot of games of late. They put a lot of effort into the game in midweek, and we, we touched on it at the top of the programme where... I think it was uh, nine players played in Thursday night as well, Hugh. There was only the two changes. So it wasn't as if there was wholesale changes and there was that freshness. And you're looking for the, the bounce when you bring on, you know, Defoe and, uh, you know, the, the other subs, Ojo and so forth. So you're looking at these guys. To when try you say and disappointed, Alec, <clears throat> I, 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 can't, I can't understand <clears throat> the fact that Steven Gerrard will be standing there today disappointing in anything. I think. You, you, like you think he won't be disappointed? No, not at all. Why? You, I, go to, you go to a place that's well known for. It's a physical battle. You know what you're in, the pitch, everything about it. You've come off the high of Thursday night. You've been in a final. You go and win 2 0. I think you've got to be delighted with that. Yeah, well, I'll be interested to see what he says, Daz, because what I mean is, in terms of there was times when they get overloads and there was times it was just a simple through ball. And what that quality that we, you know, Andy Little touched upon it about the first 30 minutes, you know, he'd mm-hmm. probably be looking for the standards to be higher. When you get into a, a, an area, you can then punish them. Craig, no real. Well we're a bit short on, on, on massive moments within the game But certainly Aribo makes the difference early on And that man Alfredo Morelos yet again scoring What about those two big moments within the match? Oh absolutely I was you know Glad to see Aribo get on the score sheet Particularly you know At a ground where he had an absolutely horrific injury The last time he went That'll maybe give him 
a better thing to remember about his, his trip to West Lothian. Um, from, you know, Morelos, obviously, you know, Morelos does what Morelos does. Yes, as the panel has said, it is offside. You know, I'm not going to come on and try and lie and say that it's not offside. It was offside. But sometimes you make your own luck. And I think Morelos does that this season. It's no coincidence he's scored the amount of goals he has. And I don't think he will go in January um, because he's too too valuable a player to Rangers to, to, to let him go. You know, Celtic have Edward and he's an outstanding player. But Rangers also have their own outstanding striker, Morelos. And I think those two, just the same as actually um, even the two goalkeepers as well, it is, it is just a battle every time you see these players in the park. And Morelos this season for me has turned it up a notch. His discipline has been impeccable, despite the fact players have still tried to do what they always do when they play Morelos, wind them up and get a reaction. He's not doing that now. He's concentrating on his football. He's played more or less every game and he's scored in more or less every game. And anyone who says he doesn't score important goals, I would urge them to look at the, I think, is it eight or nine goals he's scored now in Europe? They're all important goals as well. So for me... I think it's even more, you know, is it not? I think it's 11, 10 or 11. Oh, and, that's oh, why, sorry, yeah. and that's why there is more chance of me winning a seat at the general election <laughs> than there is of Alfredo Morelos being sold in January. I really want to take that conversation further, but it's that time of the year where you can't get caught up in uh, those types of things on shows like this. So uh, let's. Can I just ask you the name of your party? Nah, no, no, let's let's not bother. I, I don't want to know. Uh, Andy Little. After the offside flag doesn't go up Because we can you know, debate that all night And I think most people agree It looked like Morelos was offside After that point though, Was was today's goal a, a perfect example of The ones that he sort of makes for himself The ones where he doesn't really look like It's a clear goal scoring chance But all of a sudden he turns it into one Yeah you're, you're spot on Gordon and, and it's so valu- or valuable To have a player in your team Who in a game like this Can, can produce those moments of, of magic just you know out of nothing um, he, he's just incredibly strong I don't know why defenders try to, to battle with him physically I think you need to just actually kind of give him that yard and once he turns then make the challenge but you know it, it seemed from where I was that as soon as he gets into an arm wrestle with someone all it takes is just a little quick spin of his body and, and, and he gets that he makes that creates that yard for himself and uh, you know low and hard uh, from such a, sh- uh, a close distance is always hard for for uh, goalkeepers to yeah. to stop. But you know that that's he's done that time and time again. He, whether he times the run really well or whether you say he's narrowly offside, I couldn't couldn't see from here. But he seems to be on the money in terms of those runs. And once he gets one v one with any defender in any league or, or competition at the minute. He gets the better, the better of them generally Thank you very much to Craig in Cumbernauld Let's get a view from the, the other game this afternoon Stephen's a Celtic fan uh, from Wisher Stephen, how would you sum up Celtic today? Hi guys, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I got you loud and clear Brilliant um, I'm just literally driving to the car park now uh, At Celtic Park And I can sum it up as We should have scored about 10 But we only scored 2 I thought Celtic were very sluggish in front of goal um, <clears throat> Hugh I think you've been a bit hard on yourself you don't mind me saying because um, compared to the political leadership we've got these days I think I'd vote you for an end you know <laughs> problem. Um, but my main point if you don't mind me saying is what do you think about Rangers losing £8 million this year 
Well, I've said that the reason why I believe that Stephen's now hung up the phone, incidentally. Yeah, yeah. They, they always that they, they they think they won't get an answer to the question, so they answer they ask it and then run away. <laughs> so, uh, so if you've still got the car radio on, Stephen, we know you've run away. Um, the the reason why Morelos will not be sold is because Rangers will take any financial risk in order to win the league title, and they are, as their latest financial figures have shown. Heavily in debt, but they're taking this risk. That it's a once but they're in a not lifetime. In debt, Hugh. They're w- not in debt. Well, I think the figures would contradict that. Yeah, but the the actual the loans that they're getting have been re- turned into shares. So as it currently stands, now there is no debt. Well, I, I, listen, I'm no financial expert, but these shares are worthless. I think. Um, and they are eleven million pounds down, and apparently need ten million pounds to get from now until the end of the season. But they will forget about that, and they will refuse any money from Morelos so long as they win the league. Anyway, before Stephen hung up the phone, uh, he did make a point about Celtic being wasteful. Mark Guidi, would you agree? Yes, I said that at the at uh, my summary at ninety minutes. If you want to be picky, they were wasteful in in front of goal could have won by, by four or five but if you want to just take it in isolation at the end of a really tough week they stay top with the league they've won the game they've kept a clean sheet the score that they've won by has been matched by Rangers so all in all we consider the energy that was put into the game travelling back from Rome etc etc I don't think as as uh, Gordon Dale said I totally agree with him as Stephen Gerrard will not be disappointed to go and win the game 2-0 I think Neil Lennon will be the same but if you want to be picky Yes, Neil Lennon's maybe thinking, well, we should have scored four or five today. We could have stretched our league in terms of goal difference. But but overall, no complaints. Uh, what about Odson Edward, Mark? The the strikers get the, the headlines, and rightly so. They they make the difference on various occasions. Yeah. And every every time we have a match day here, you, you, you can't ignore Morelos, you can't ignore Edward. I think a lot of people were getting bored with the constant comparison. So let, let's yeah. just take them all in, in their sort of individual merits because they're both a joy to watch at the moment. Yeah, it was a lovely finish as well. Um, he's, he's pounced on uh, the mistake, un- unfortunate for Gallagher inside the box, and uh, he's just pounced and put it away from 11, 12 yards. Lovely finish, Mark Gillespie had no chance. He linked up the play well. Look, we know he's a quality player. But what I, I thought, because uh, I struggled a wee bit to pick a man of the match at the end of the game, Gordon, that wasn't because there wasn't anybody good, but they were all kind of on a par. Could easily have picked big Christopher Julian, could easily have picked Christopher Ayer, could easily have picked... Scott Brown, there was just very, very steady performances today um, to get Celtic over the line, and, and that's what was required. Let's bring in Brian in Pollock on the line. Brian's on the phone as a Celtic fan. Hi, Brian. How are you doing, Gordon? Good, thank you. What's your point? Uh, I was just, I'm, I'm the one that can't help but bite to Craig. All right, go Craig for it. For Celtic fans <laughs> to phone in. On you go. Uh, well, the point he was making about Celtic only being ahead by a penalty. And I didn't detect a hint of the irony when he was talking about how Rangers' goal was offside. But anyway, he said that that's November now and Celtic fans need to acknowledge that Rangers are here to run them all the way to the end of the season. I'm sure I remember the same argument in January last year, further on in the season, and what happened. Celtic walked away with it by nine points in the end. The difference, Brian, is that, and I think you'd have to acknowledge this, that Rangers... 12 months on are better than they were then Would why you... do you have to why do you have to say that are Celtic better than they were 
Well, the, I would the, the, Celtic are better than the last 12 months on I would uh, simply consult the league table uh, Which shows that Celtic are ahead by yeah, but Brian, goal. But, but Brian's telling you that in January they were also levelling points. So well, maybe you, the league. You know, but, but, I think the big point, Hugh, is Rangers are confident this year because they've got a better squad. Yeah, in January last year, yeah, they were saying they were going to run Celtic close nine points. I think because of the recruitment, and I do agree with Brian, I think Celtic are a terrific team as well. And I'll go right down to the wire. But Rangers have got good quality backup players. That they didn't have last year well, Brian, just, just, let's, just, let's get Brian's take on it Houston. You did ask the question Brian do you do you not think that Rangers are a better team Than they were last season? Yeah I just I said that they were But I also think that Celtic are a, a better team Than they were last season And as we've seen over the last few years When it comes down the stretch Celtic mm. know how to get the job done Mark Guidi were you trying question, to Yeah I think Brian's right <laughs> I think that you know That question you, you look, is still there <laughs> You look well because Rangers haven't won the title in eight years. You, you look for a challenge, and you look to see that, that, that they become better to challenge the champions. Therefore, but sometimes you don't look at is there improvement in the champions because they are the champions. They're the team that everybody's trying to catch and beat. But yeah, I do think that Celtic are better this season because I think that Celtic were there for the taking last season in terms of the amount of times that they dropped points. But they haven't really done that this season, so they are a better team. And what is about Rangers to, for, for the for the first caller, Craig? I'm on record saying that I think it could well go to the last day of the season. I've got that kind of feeling about this campaign. But Rangers need to turn the challenge into silverware, and that is the hardest thing to do. And they need to go and do that on December the 8th if it's to believe that that Rangers are real, and it's there, and they are going to do it this season. It's not going to be about talk mm. and about challenge. It's actually going to be about winning and turning being a challenger into being a winner. And Rangers need to go and show they're capable of doing that on December the 8th. Uh, Brian, do you think part of it maybe comes from, from the League Cup? Now, I know it's just it's a, it's a one-off, it's, it's a knockout competition, but by the, by the stage that you mentioned, you know, when you talk about January and looking at the league table, Rangers had crashed out of that cup again. So people were still looking there and, and saying there's an obvious sign of weakness, but y you can't make that same accusation against Rangers currently. Well, they've, they've not crashed out at the semi-final stage. Was it the semi-final last year? Right? Yes. Yep. They've not crashed out at the semi-final stage, but beating Aberdeen, Motherwell, whoever it may be in a semi-final, I don't think that any football player is going to show that you've, you've got the know-how to get the job done when the prizes are there to be grabbed. That's not the same thing. I'm sure Alec, uh, Gordon, they'll tell you it's a different thing. Getting that final stride over the winning line is the hardest one to take. And Rangers haven't answered that question yet. And well, I think that what might turn out to be the most important part of the season this year is going to be, ja could be January. Where to be, to be fair. To cover and Celtic are in a lot better position than Rangers are to do that, which Rangers as much credence as it should have been. Rangers can't answer the question until the game is played. You know, the the examination paper is there They've yet to sit the exam And until December 8th We don't have an answer to that question It'll be a fascinating Potentially an epic final If players can go over the hype and nerves uh, But Rangers can't answer the question Until the game is actually played But what we do know is that we're a third Of the way through the season now uh, And that they are level on points what we do know is that they must meet each other in the final and Stephen Gerrard believes it could be a catalyst if Rangers win 
I agree with Mark Greeny I think it would be a major psychological blow for Rangers If Celtic win the match But the examination paper is there They just haven't opened the examination hall yet Thank you to Brian in Pollock It's 0141-951-1025 if you want to join in We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB Now if you remember, building up to the game today Stephen Gerrard had asked the referee for more protection mm -hmm. Gary Holt had a bit of a nibble And then some back saying that Walter Smith wouldn't have acted like that And comments along those lines uh, They've both given their assessment in the game They've both been asked about each other And if you want to hear from them, stay right there After they play You have your say 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Keevans, Gordon Diel, Alex Ray, Mark Guidi, Andy Little Take your pick, they are all here They're all waiting to hear from you after today's action Rangers winning 2-0 at Livingston Celtic beating Motherwell by the same scoreline at home And it means it could barely be tighter at the top They're level on points Celtic are ahead by... One goal The goal mm. difference is better by one And we're going to hear from both managers Stephen Gerrard uh, has been speaking To the media after that game Now remember there's a, quite a bit to take in There was obviously the match itself Back and forward with Gary Holt Over the last couple of days It seemed that there was no love lost Here's what Stephen Gerrard had to say overall Very pleased with the, the, the last block of fixtures Since the last international break I think outside of the first 15 minutes of hearts The boys have been tremendous Today's performance was outstanding From start to finish I thought we were totally dominated the opposition Control the game And I think you're seeing a different side of us today We were tough all over the pitch And at the right times we played some quality stuff So very pleased Alfredo just can't stop mm -hmm. scoring at the moment Danny. I thought his moments had gone uh, I know he, he, he bullied the defender and showed his strength but I just thought the moments had gone but on, only him yeah, and maybe JD could, could dig it out from there and find that bottom corner it was a great finish and that gave us um, the luxury to get some breathing space Gary Holt has a few things to say mm -hmm. before today's game what did you make of his comments? He's, he's entitled to his own opinion and whatever he wants to say but I think he needs to read or look at my press conference properly um, because not once did I say that Lammy elbowed my player I said he led with his forearm All I asked for in the press conference was protection to all the players across the league and across the board and I, I said we have to stand up to the physical challenge of Livingston and yeah, that's what we did today and we've done it ever so well but I've got no problem with Gary's comments but I think when he, if and when he watches the press conferences I mean a few years were there um, he's got a few things widely wrong shook his hand before the game and after the game um, look it's not about me and Gary Holt it's about how good Rangers were today we've come here today tough place to come tough challenge but we showed a different side of us today I thought we dug in when we had to we, we competed when we had to in the air and on the floor and at times we played some stunner football so that's all I'm interested in right now I'm not really interested in what, whatever other people want to write about In terms of headlines about me and Gary Holt I'm not interested Boys will be boys Done and dusted uh, And if Gary Holt has uh, misrepresented um, Stephen Gerrard um, Well, we've yet to hear from Gary Holt But if he has misrepresented Stephen Gerrard Then I would expect him to be man enough to say Right, I might have got that bit wrong there uh, because I can't remember word for word what was said in Stephen Gerrard's press conference uh, But he said that, by and large, Gary Holt was entitled to his opinion As Stephen Gerrard is entitled to his opinion Let's get a view on today's game from Gary, who's a Rangers fan from Newton Mearns What did you make of it, Gary? Gary, can you hear us? Hello, Gary <laughs> I mean, somebody's there. He can hear him. I don't know what's yeah, happening. Yeah, hiding. Producer Dan uh, is going to speak to Gary. Uh, Andy Little, just listening back to Stephen Gerrard, uh, his post-match media conference there. He was particularly pleased with the way they stood up to, to Livingston's physical challenge because we know it can be tough. 
Rangers have found it tough in, in, in matches gone by what what was key to that this afternoon? Yeah well you know I, I found it difficult to, to choose a man of the match really um, based on the, the second half had very little to to talk about albeit a great bit of skill from Alfredo Morelos for the second goal and he was probably the, the only other really uh, main standout I would have said but you know I give it to, to Philippe Hollander because uh, as I say there wasn't much to to talk about and there wasn't much to think about in that second half but one thing I did do was keep a, a bit of a tally uh, on his his one-to-one battles with um, Lyndon Dykes and you know have, having having looked at him in the first half when he he was exposed a couple of times for pace you know in the second half I, I kept it it was 10-1 to, to Philippe Hollander and that's you know for me Lyndon Dykes was the only opportunity the only way for uh, Livingston to get back into the game and I, I just thought that Hollander completely nullified that threat and uh, you know credit goes and I think that's probably what Stephen Jarrett is referring to there. Yeah, I mean, Alex, Alex because yeah. because there's the build-up before the previous matches, you go into the game looking for examples of when Lyndon Dykes is causing yeah. problems. You know, you you're focused on it, but overall, once the dust settles and you you sort of take a breath, it there was there was nothing, fizzled out. There was nothing really yeah. in it today. Yeah, if you look at the his performance in the cup game a couple of weeks ago, Gordon, he was a lot more instrumental in what Livingston did, but they didn't get an opportunity today for me. Part of that And Andy's right In terms of Hollander And Golson Got the better of him But he got a lot more Protection You know With the midfield In front They were, front, they were yeah. Yeah, robbing uh, Lyndon Dykes of possession And I think that's What you have to do As a midfielder You have to give that protection You know You see it with Celtic Scott Brown does it Time after time He just stands on the toes Of the big centre fo- centre half uh, Centre forward Sorry And then he Kind of mops up Everything in front So it was a professional job by Rangers today. I just felt as if there was an opportunity to try and get some more goals, but you have to take into consideration, Gordon, four games in 11 days and there's some tub fixers in there. Uh, Brian is in Lark Hall. What's in your mind tonight, Brian? Hi, panel. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just uh, alluding to what the Rangers fan, I think he was maybe the first one on about uh, how Celtic fans, uh, quite, quite a few of them actually. I, I mean, it was Brian who was on... Uh, a namesake in mind, uh, stating exactly the, the same. They don't take Rangers serious, and uh, but I'm actually quite happy. I'm not taking it serious. I'm not wanting to complain about it. I'm just wondering why they're not taking us serious. Uh, if you look at last season, I thought we did okay last season, but we did drop a lot of silly points. But we're actually nine points better off than we were at this stage last season after 12 games. Celtic are two points better off. I, I know that I've done my I've done my homework on that. Mm-hmm. So really, we, we have to be taken serious. About Brian saying Celtic are better than they were in this stage last season. Well, at that point, I think it was clear that Brendan Rodgers was leaving the club, even though it took maybe four or five months for it actually to happen. So maybe behind the scenes, uh, they play a more. They get the ball forward a lot quicker, Celtic. Whether they're better technically, you know, is up for debate. But there's absolutely no doubt that this Rangers team are better. What we are discussing here is the nature of fan rivalry. All the Celtic supporters, or let me rephrase that, a lot of the Celtic support refuse to acknowledge that Rangers are better and are a genuine title contender. That is the nature of fan rivalry. You have come on, you've taken your time, you've done your research, got your figures already, and you believe that the Celtic supporters are wrong. Again, that is the nature of club rivalry. 
Stephen Gerrard knows that Rangers are title contenders. Neil Lennon knows that Rangers are title contenders. Neil Lennon knows that Celtic are better than they were when he took them over. Stephen Gerrard knows that Rangers are better than they were when he took them over. So they're the professionals. They matter. The supporters deal in rivalry. That is my ten cents worth of amateur psychology. Yeah, I don't. I don't just think it's better here. I think both teams are stronger. Uh, When you look at teams today, for instance, Celtic bring on Christie, and the bench that they've got. Incredible Rangers are the same Can bring on players Of the quality of Defoe That's why Rangers Are a lot stronger Than they were last year Because Stephen Gerrard Came out on record And said that He needed better options When things weren't going right Now he has got A stronger bench Competition for places Which makes Rangers stronger But when you look On the other side Edward all of a sudden he becomes that nine million plus player. James Forrest is incredible. Elianusi's come up and and hit the ground like a a million. Well, he was sixteen million, but he's playing out his skin. Christie Rogic is coming back. I think both teams, as much as people say better, they're mm. stronger. Mark Greedy, and then you, you take into account the psychology of it all. That's the bit that we can only guess at, really. Let's be honest. But we, we do our best, you know, in terms of uh, Rangers. Individually in games Look like they've got it together a bit more Where they were grinding out some results Away from home That they maybe wouldn't have got last season Then you factor in the fact That Celtic have been there before And they they know how to lead from the front And all the rest of it So uh, there's a lot to take in here There is And uh, you know I think we'll we'll have a clearer picture uh, Come December 29th We've got the the international break As you say I think it was you that said It's a a great word to, to sum it up Unfortunately it's seen as an irritation, but this is because of the rivalry that we've got and what's at stake um, this season. But uh, I think Celtic and Rangers, after an international break, until the the winter break, what are they playing? Some like eight or nine games each, um, mm-hmm. including a cup final. We've got Rangers as, as well to see if they can get over the line uh, in terms of the Europa League and qualify. So look, there's plenty going on. It's brilliant. What a season we've got in store. As I say, it's only going to heat up. Sometimes it's not going to be pleasant. Um, and the supporters just need to keep a lid on it. And I think the supporters as well, the Rangers and Celtic fans that we've had on already tonight in the first 20, 25 minutes opening, forget about the other team. Because as you said, it's wind-up, it's rivalry. Concentrate on your own team. Don't take the bait. Nah, where's the fun in that, Hugh Keevans? Yeah, Celtic's both came on and in his first sentence said, I am the one who's taking the bait. Uh, so listen I've lived in this city And in no other city All of my life I grew up with this It will be like this Long after I have gone It is the nature of Two clubs Who At supporter level Have no love for each other At all We will be hearing from Neil Lennon And Stephen Robinson After the game at Celtic Park Let's finish off the reaction at uh, the Tony Macaroni though Gary Holt's thoughts Probably toughest day At the office I've had Since I, I came in I just felt we were A wee bit more Reactive today Than being proactive Maybe waiting for somebody To make something happen And I guess they're very good side Like Rangers They can't do that That's probably disappointing I said to my I can't fault the effort And the energy levels And the commitment Of what, what you were trying to do But we didn't hunt in packs We hunted in ones and twos We were passive In, in certain areas And it's uh, disappointing to see Because if you give And I spoke about it You get a really good t- Side time to play They'll hurt you we certainly were a wee bit standing about at times, watching, waiting for some, waiting for something to happen, and instead of making something happen. 
Can you speak to Stephen Gerrard after the game? You I said well done. I said well done. Was it frosty beforehand? Was it awkward? No. That was cold. <laughs> 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 no, no, like, like uh, yeah, I always shake hands and always wish the opposition the best of games and at the end of the game I'm a big enough boy to accept defeat as well as victory so congratulated them on his, his team's performance and to be fair I think they, they thoroughly deserved the win today I can't, can't put up a fight today and say that there was anything that was naughty or nasty or bad about the game I just thought they were they were better in certain areas and uh, we never caused them enough problems Did you ask for a beer? Aye, as always, as always uh, the door's always open and hopefully he'll come in and I can give him a cuddle uh, well, boys will be boys well, part two uh, that, That's just a grown man telling you that He was He and his team have been well skilled To use Alec Ray's word Yes And he knows that And he's not taking anything away from Rangers And words were exchanged And I said at the very start of the programme Gordon He has defended his team with wit When he said This is the Tony Macaroni Arena Not Madison Square Garden but he would have to defend himself against a team who were better than his team. Do you team. not think he was very honest there? He, he, he put his Absolutely. hands up. He said, that hardest day at the office yeah. since he came in. He's no complaints. He knows he get beat with a better team this afternoon. Yes, a little bit of words. We've been in management, Alec. You know what like is? A little bit of wind up. See, after a game's finished, shake hands, come in, have a beer and... Move on. It happened with a baseball bat. Uh, <laughs> uh, Andy Little, you know, Livingston, was that, were they not themselves today or did Rangers not allow them to be themselves? Yeah, no, exactly right. It's, you know, it wasn't the Livingston I expected. Um, they were, they were okay for 30 minutes. They were in the game. I thought they, they were actually showing slightly more quality than maybe we were giving them credit for. They were, you know, it was a decent uh, sort of typical Scottish away tie for Rangers you know, at a, at a tricky venue in the first 30 minutes. But then I really felt like as soon as Rangers just upped their level slightly, that a wee bit of patience, a bit of quality on the ball. Uh, the likes of Ryan Kent and Scott Arfield got, got involved and, and Aribo obviously got that goal. That really, that was massive. And then when you look into the second half, just a few minutes in, uh, Ryan Kent took a dull one. And I thought, you know, this could be a wee momentum swinger. Sometimes little small moments like that, you know, can affect the game, but it, it, it absolutely didn't. And, uh, you know, Livingston just had absolutely... Nothing really to offer, you know. I looked at the the the, the, the chances they had in the second half. They were restricted to a, a strike from uh, Stevie Lawless from about 25 yards straight into Alan McGregor's arms, and uh, Pittman with a a chance well over the bar. They just they never got going second half, and I think that second goal, you know, eight minutes in, uh, just really killed any threat that they had. Mm. Uh, Michael's a Celtic fan from Paisley. Talk to us, Michael. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Got you. Yeah, hi, how you doing? Um, I would just like to say I'm not phoning to cause any trouble. I would just like to give a massive congratulations to Celtic and Rangers this week. I'm a Celtic fan, but I'd like to say well done to Rangers as well for their victory against Porto. It's great for Scottish football. And um, I'd, I'd just like to give a big heads up to Scottish football. Yeah, it's been a great week, Hugh Keevens. I don't think yeah. you can doubt that. Um, I wonder about this phrase, great for Scottish football. You know, it's great for our profile. Mm -hmm. But if you're Gary Holt, you say, well, what's it got to do with me? Well, do they not get money for each kind of game they go in in Europe and into further stages? But, you, but in terms of how does it boost the, the other teams uh, other than a few bob, um, <laughs> it's great for Celtic and it's great for Rangers and they deserve all the credit in the world 
for Celtic to qualify for the knockout stages with two games to spare, uh, even Neil Lennon seemed taken aback by the fact that he had achieved that in Rome against Lazio. So it's been a wonderful week and it's magnanimous of Michael to come on and, and congratulate both sides. Uh, Michael, who's standing out for you at the moment? Who Who is impressing you from a Celtic perspective? Yeah. Yeah, I think I need to Michael's too busy on the supporters bus by the sounds of it. He's giving them the chance. Uh, he Mark, he's, he's on Apollo 13. <laughs> Mark Weedy, what about um, the, the one that we keep talking about at the moment is, is the right back situation because Celtic for a long time had none and now they appear to have three. Um, a bit of debate before the show over who's number one now between El Hamed and Frimpong. What was Frimpong like today? He was good, you know. As I said, I, I probably picked him for for my man in the match, but I, I could have gone for any one of seven or eight. And by that, I mean I think it was just really it was competent performances rather than anybody being outstanding. Um, but he certainly caught the eye. Fantastic pace, a lovely first touch, and when he receives the ball, the Celtic were in this game going forward a lot. He's receiving it pretty much always in the the opposition half. He linked well with Forrest. But what I liked about him, Gordon, is. When he gets the ball, his first touch is always towards the opposition goal and his first thought is always to make a forward pass or take on the man who, who's who's marking him. And for, he, he looks about maybe 5 foot 7, 5 foot 8. But what fantastic strength um, he's got as well. So, yeah, very impressed for a boy at 18. He's clearly not phased and uh, he looks every inch the part. If you're interested, it's now Liverpool 3, Man City nil. 51 minutes gone in that one. Motherwell fans, where are you? What did you make of your team's performance today? You put up a bit of a fight. Was it was it enough? How do you see your team after this latest block of fixtures? We're going to hear from Neil Lennon. If you want to hear his thoughts, stay where you are and we'll give you them next. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, Gordon Diel, Alex Ray, Hugh Evans are here Mark Guidi and Andy Little are still at their respective grounds Andy mm. Little's actually taken to Twitter, Hugh To send oh. me a picture to say, can I go home? No. I can't <laughs> feel my toes No, keep them, keep them Are you struggling, Andy? Oh, 100% Andy, 100%. your nose is running as well every time you talk, mate I can feel for you <laughs> <laughs> Keep them there We'll give it another five minutes I get it Every single See, week You should get him in here Because he's got a pal That lives around the corner From where I live And Andy's dropped me off there yeah, yeah. You've yeah. taxi driver Ray with you tonight Though you're right. fine It's only 24 degrees in here Today Andy So we're actually oh, We're struggling a I'll little just bit just take my, ja- my jumper off um, Let's hear from Neil Lennon Shall we Here's what he had to say After the 2-0 win Against Motherwell I'm delighted It's a great performance And another clean sheet Another good win Thought we could have won the game by more. I don't remember Motherwell having a shot on target in the game and that speaks volumes for the, the way the team are playing. They're right back in Glasgow at four o'clock in the morning on Friday morning and they've gone out and played ever so well again today. So I'm absolutely thrilled, really proud of them. Not just the ones that played today, but the whole squad in this round of games have been absolutely sensational. Great week, it's been a great few weeks for us, you know, and that's eight wins now in all competitions, so I can't ask any more. Some of the football they're playing and, and the fluidity of the team and the, the confidence, it's, it's been fantastic. You know, now we take stock. I think some of them need the break because it's been a really heavy load of games for everyone. And the international boys, we hope they, they go away, they're successful, but they come back fit and healthy. But for some of them, you know, the break will do them the world of good and we can, you know, revamp them again and uh, get ready for the next round of games. In terms of international break, is there any scope for specific players to, to maybe sit out this time or will they all go for report or how, how they, that... It's really difficult, to, you know, I know Arsenal have done it with Kieran, but you know it's also important for Steve, 
you know, to have our players there. You know, whether we can have a chat about how much contribution they will make is another thing. And that goes for the other players as well. But some of them have got big games and they enjoy playing for the country. It means a lot to them. The lake probably going home for a little bit as well it breaks up the, the rigours of the Scottish game here at times as well but um, some, there's some things that are out of your control and you know, they're proud to play for the country so like I say I hope they're successful they're in a good place the majority of them and um, we just want them back injury free Interesting take right at the end there where he thinks the international break breaks up the rigours of the Scottish game, Neil Lennon. So, interesting take mm. on it. Uh, Mark Guidi, Neil Lennon there quite understandably focusing on the, the bigger picture the, the section of fixtures That's just finished It's alright saying Celtic today Yeah they're a bit wasteful And Rangers you know, could, have, could have scored more But when you look at the run of Fixtures They've both gone on The run of results Since the last international break They've both been flying mm. Yeah well I mean, What will Neil Lennon give To be saying exactly the same thing On December 29th By the time the next stage Is finished Because they've played a cup final Played against Rangers and, and played four or five More league games And if you can turn around And say that Then you know um, Celtic will be be on their way to, 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 to win a nine in a row and, and would have a League Cup in the bag. But it won't be as straightforward as that because it's it's going to be tough, it's going to be nervy and um, I think you could see it today, albeit it's, it is in the back of a European game for, for both clubs. I think this could be the way uh, after the winter break. It's just going to be nervy 90 minutes. I don't think it's always going to be pretty because it's, it's bound to creep in if they're neck and neck, you know, it's just about getting a job done. But Neil Lennon's absolutely right. He'd take 2-0 all day long after landing back in Glasgow at 4 o'clock. But if you want to be picky, yeah, you'd probably think, hmm, I wish we'd get, I wish we'd get 4 or 5. Right, go on then. We're nearly there. Mark Guidi, Handy Little, you can be on your way. Thanks for your service. <laughs> Thank you. It's always a pleasure. I'm sure it is. We'll speak to you both soon, keeping an eye on things uh, at the grounds around the country. Uh, let's speak to Agnes, who's on the line. Hi, Agnes. Hi. How are you doing, Agnes? Hi. I'm fine, mate. Could I speak to my son, please? Your son? Alex. How are you doing, ma? Hi, Alex. Hey, hold on. Is it's my mother, mother right? Genuinely. Seriously? I didn't even know you were a number. What can we do for you? Let's you don't on. want me to bring milk in, do you? Let's <laughs> get Keep the dinner well, on, Agnes. Speak, first of all, I'd like to speak about Rangers and how well they're doing. Uh-huh. And I totally agree with you, ma. I said it all, I said it all at the beginning of the year, Alex. Rangers are back, back in top forum, and I feel this is going to be another helicopter thunder. This is one of the most bizarre incidents, Agnes, we have ever had on Super Scoreboard. But do you know what? It's not the worst point I've ever heard. Agnes makes more sense than his some son. of the calls. Is a lot of the pundits. Well, more than her son. Can I speak to my son? Is oh, it, I, I, someone's going to have to Mark take Weedy's it from here. already made the point that. Uh, he thinks that it could go to the very last Sunday uh, when we're talking about the the goals scored and uh, how close the teams are, separated by one goal. But this is the most bizarre moment since the man phoned in from my kitchen, plumbing in my tumble dryer. Come on then, Alex, to have a go at me. Answer your mother. There's every opportunity that may well happen, ma. But um, I'm pleased you phoned in anyway because it's really out okay. here. Can I'm looking at the producer here, Dan. He's absolutely ecstatic, and I've never seen him so happy. Shut up. Oh. Oh. This was a talking. <laughs> let, the, let the punter speak. Uh, right, on you go. <laughs> right. See, in the 22nd of. Uh, the 22nd of May 2009, I, 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 I didn't have a nail left in my finger. Is that right? And that was the year the helicopter. No, 2005 it was. 
That's right, yes. You've yeah. obviously been speaking about it so much that it's, it's rubbed off. Absolutely, I thought it was only yeah. us that got the, the, the brunt of your stories. No, no, listen, there's plenty more mileage in that, uh, that story, Gordon. But, uh, but listen, I, th- I think it's a, a valid point, you know, because I think it could go to the wire <laughs> you as You have well. to say that. Absolutely sure, Because Mammy. you're in trouble uh, Tell us about it Brilliant I don't, oh no, this, is, this show just never fails to amaze me Agnes thank you very much For the call You can give us a call back Anytime I'll make sure he pops by And pays you a visit At some point In the near future <laughs> I'm in Dennis in the night I might go and get a right hook you, me the tranny. You, You've seen some You've heard some strange things On this show yeah. I, I don't really know what to say To be honest Well when I get back to The house that night And said to my wife you mean this man was phoning from our house And I was paying for the call And she said yes And I said well, what do you think about that And the reply was You deserve all you get Let's hear from Stephen Robinson After his side went to Celtic Park And lost 2-0 today I thought it was a good performance I thought our shape worked very well I thought we contained them a lot um, We had a threat in the counter I thought the Devontae Cole was terrific there. Some very good performance by was Mugabe. Young Barry McGarry's in for his You know only his I think his second game of the season Some really really good performances And you know, when you limit Celtic to an own goal, and we had the free kick they score from. You know, we put the, the free kick into the goalkeeper's hands, and then it's a defensive error after that. But um, and we got punished. You know, let's acknowledge it. You know, Decky intercepts the ball, and Edward puts it into the top corner. That's a level you're playing against here, um, and we got punished for it. But there was a lot of positives for us. I thought we were, were very well organised. The boys carried it out to the letter. Um, could we have held more of a threat in the final third? Yeah, um, but they wear you down, and they take a lot out of you, and you know. Credit to the, the level we're playing against. You don't beat Lazio if you're not a top class side. Apart from maybe the, the wee bit of bad luck at the first goal, Declan Gallagher show why he's in the squad set up for next week. I think Declan Gallagher showed that he's, he's right in the mix. You know, Steve will be well aware of that. He may well have been at the game today. He knows how, how well Declan's been doing, you know, as does Alex. And, you know, I think he's improved no end. He's, he's a very, very good footballer. He's playing at the top of his game. Was losing Hartley a problem to you? So when, you, when you lose your captain on the, the day of the game and you lose your I think Liam's our leading goal scorer is he and you know, he gives us that defensive backbone but you know asked Tady to do a job first came in played left sided centre half first because we worked all week on a shape and he was terrific terrific pro and young Barry McGuire on a second start so you know that's where we are as a football club you know we have to put young kids into the team they're bringing Ryan Christie on um, and we're bringing kids on so that's where we are but as I say the, the positive aspects certainly outweigh the, any negativity definitely uh, the old saying Just dusting off the footballing cliche book Hugh That Motherwell season Won't be defined by games against Celtic They've gone no. to Ibrox and done Pretty well uh, mm. Better than, than most other teams Out with Celtic They've gone to Celtic Park And again Done okay Show that yeah. you Made a good account of themselves uh, And for them They've got other battles to fight They're fourth now Aberdeen went above them yesterday But you can hear there There's encouragement You know from In Stephen Robinson's voice He was delighted yeah. with Declan Gallagher Amongst others Yeah Defeated but not humiliated And uh, therefore it's okay to be that close to Celtic on the day When one Celtic fan earlier on said Should have scored 10 Well they didn't And that's their fault uh, Motherwell will come out of that thinking They did as well as was humanly possible Under the circumstances We're still in line for a European place I think you've got to say that If you'd have said to Motherwell Stephen Robinson Beginning the season And the fans and everybody concerned What? Debt free, fantastic off the pitch, on the pitch, sitting fourth here. Yeah. Uh, international break. Yeah, it's been a hard game today, but 2 0, fine. You're right, Gordon, that's not our bread and butter. 
Set and forth I think job done so far I, I, don't, I don't think um, teams like Motherwell Can afford to lose players Key players Hartley uh, yeah, Donnelly of and Park, you know, And then go to Park mm. And expect to get a, a, a positive result um, I think that's pro. I don't think we've quite got enough time to squeeze in another call. I, do, I wouldn't want to be unfair on whoever it isn't and cut them off. So make sure you do give us a call back tomorrow night at six on oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. The caused a bit of a stushy here, Hugh, because uh, Jamie tweeted in to says, "Come on, you! I'm recording the Liverpool City game to listen <laughs> to your show, and then you give away the score." Sorry Jamie It's still 3-0 <coughs> Come on Hugh Keevans Don't do that uh, Spoiler alert I think is the phrase That you need I don't think we're supposed to know We're just reacting Live to yeah. what's uh, What's going on um, I must admit though, there's, a, there's a bit of a fan club uh, Brewing for Mrs Agnes Ray Out there um, It ain't personal Says they're in tears Funniest call yet Gordon uh, With Alex's mum I, I don't really know I mean um, and it, it must be the, the Sort of mum's the mum's club all stick together yes. I've now got uh, um, Your um, mum? No no I've got One of my friends' mums Is on to say She's out walking the dog Anne's out walking the dog She loves Agnes It's almost like The, the mums <laughs> are all Don't encourage are her all sticking together It's um, Yeah It is bizarre uh, Hugh Keevans Just talk us through What we witnessed today then We're almost at the end of today's show um, Maybe sum it all up for us With the, the bigger picture As we head into this International break The international break That some people think Is an irritation However Interesting comment after the game from Celtic's manager Neil Lennon To say that he thinks it breaks up the rigours yes. Of the Scottish game And by that I can only think that he means This title race with Rangers and Celtic Which some supporters still believe Is not a race at all But Neil Lennon clearly feels that way Because he's talking about this break Breaking up the rigours The rigours today were not that rigorous To be fair Celtic won 2-0 and comfortably Rangers won 2-0 and comfortably But we now go into the two week break And when we come back We come into the most interesting phase of all We have a Celtic Rangers Cup final And we have Celtic against Rangers In the league at Celtic Park Within three weeks of each other The year is coming to a phenomenal conclusion Thank you very much to Hugh Keevans, Gordon Diel and Alex Ray and the top team at the two grounds today. Two big games at professional jobs done in both by Glasgow's big two. Celtic winning 2-0 at home to Motherwell and Rangers winning 2-0 on the road at Livingston. What it means as we head into this international break, Celtic are still first, Rangers are still second, but they are separated by only one goal. It was a dramatic weekend overall yesterday. The Edinburgh clubs were the big winners. We, we don't say that too often. Uh, Hibs and Hearts both winning convincingly. It leaves St Mirren at the bottom. And of course, we know move seamlessly on to that international break as well a big double header coming up for Steve Clark and Scotland we're back tomorrow night at 6 o'clock Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here please join us the UK chart show is up next <laughs>